Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Looking to get side of Fon, Lafondra away from David, 3-1 running, 3 points running. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Phantom Bruco. Well, we have some breaking news that has been brought to us by James Earnshaw tonight, which is containing information about a possible exclusivity for a deal to take over Reading Football Club. So, first of all, James, tell us what you know. Uh, yeah, evening, evening, gents. Um, so, yeah, one of the four, obviously, last week, we we were told of four bids on the table, um, of which they were being sort of looked at. And it seems as though Geneva is going to be the, uh, the chosen one, um, supposedly. Uh, it's not actually signed on the dotted line just yet, um, but I think it's mainly just dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Um, a few sort of minor bits to look at in the contract. And yeah, I think they're hopeful in the next couple of days to give exclusivity. And I think the aim is to be sort of fully ratified and taken over by January. Yeah, you say in, uh, in the Chronicle, obviously, the only paper that's actually available in Reading now, isn't it, a weekly basis? I think Reading so. today as well. Don't forget them. But yeah, we're oh, yeah. With them. I forgot that. Yeah, there's that one as well. Only paid one. Let's put it that way then. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I mean, in this side, you say, you know, from sources inside the club and people will be thinking, how reliable is this? Well, I don't think James is going to put this out there unless it's incredibly reliable. But until, obviously, everything is signed, you just don't know where you stand. I mean, there's lots of other questions that we're going to come into about Geneva, but on a kind of a percentage point, where would you put this deal at being you know, complete for the exclusivity? Well, I'd go into the sort of high 80s, into the 90s. I think it's pretty I think it's pretty much done. Um, there's a few sort of last-minute bits that pops up today. Um, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd be pretty surprised if someone swooped in as late. as late. I mean, you can never write anything off, especially not in football. Um, but yeah, I, I would be surprised if, um, if something else happened between now and, and then. 
Yeah, unfortunately, nothing surprises me in football anymore. <laughs> Being a Reading fan, you just don't know what's going to happen. But I've also been uh, joined by Alex. Alex, what are your first thoughts when you heard the news that this was a possibility? Because it hasn't completely come out of the blue, has it? Because we've all known it's been sat there, but hearing sound of kind of concrete news. It's the first time we've had that in the, in the two or three months since it's been known that Dae Young is looking to sell the club. Uh, yeah, so I I guess I'm kind of cautiously optimistic hearing it. Um, feels like we're, you know, we're at a point really now where you have to kind of be pleased with the fact that the, you know, Dae Young era is going to come to an end at some point. Um, you can obviously understand the fact that people are going to be sceptical or you know, maybe cautious around what the deal is and, you know, who's going to come in and who's involved. But um, I think at the moment, at least, whilst, you know, we don't really know that many of the details around it or who's going to be involved or kind of what the what the situation is, I guess, I'm yeah, I'm kind of cautiously optimistic that at least that's coming to an end and we're, you know, potentially at least going to be not facing you know, have we paid the wages this month or have we paid the tax this month? And actually, it's at least going to be a step up from that, hopefully. Yeah, just basics now, isn't it? That's what we'd look for anyone coming in, buying the club. We'd, we'd want them just to be able to take away all the stress of wages, taxes, and just run a stable club. I mean, whether this group is the ones that are going to be able to do that, time will tell, won't it? I mean... I think I'm the same as Alex and probably you, James. I'm speaking for you here, though, but you can speak for yourself in a moment. But cautiously optimistic would be absolutely correct, I feel. Um, we need to know more details, more more thoughts on their plans, who's involved. There what's is in the bid, what's in the deal, yeah. all that yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. right? There's a lot. There's a lot, to, a lot of detail that we want to know. And... We don't need to know everything. We don't deserve to know everything. We don't need to. But we want to have an owner after years of Die Young who's got a little bit of transparency about them. We're not expecting to have, you know, every single detail because that would be boring as fuck, let's be honest. But just something. James, what's your mood then? Now I've just spoken for you, which was very rude of me. <laughs> what's your feeling, your gut feeling on this as a Reading fan? Yeah, very much, very much the same, isn't it? I mean... It's hard to know whether to be excited or, or, or apprehensive um, fully because we don't know exactly to what you know extent things are happening. You know, we don't know the characters behind it. We don't know um, sort of what's fully in, included in the deal. Um, you know, so it's all just sort of you know left left to your own head. You know, it's um, a step into the dark. At least with um, with a name like Mike Ashley, everyone in this country knows what you're getting with Mike Ashley, whereas a hedge fund that's based in both um you know Luxembourg and the US very much means that we're kind of walking into no man's land here. Um you know I guess we just have to trust the people at the club um and just take the plunge I guess which is scary to make that that leap but um you know it's we got to move forward. Um that's what we got to do at the minute. I think one thing which um is maybe a positive at least for for Ginevra um 
is the fact that we we do know that they've been around now for what three four months interested at this point i think um i think they've had two bids rejected i remember one bid which was reported in the athletic article when they i think they did a i can't remember who did the article but they did an article which was involving william story when he was interested and that they had a a line in there about their bid being rejected for 40 million pounds at the time so the fact that they're still interested and the fact that they're still around they must see something in wanting to buy us it, like there must be some something which is pushing them to want to do it they can't be you know they're not doing it off a whim they're not doing it on the basis of they're coming in at the last minute and they're you know they're just firefighters they they must have some some interest for some reason in it I think, I mean, we can kind of get onto one of the questions which we got asked, Paul, which was kind of like, you know, ultimately they are a hedge fund and you know, what's in it for them. And it, to me, the answer is money, right? It's it's money and potential. Yeah, totally. If you're a hedge fund, what you want to do is go in low and go out high. Um, I think this kind of owner coming in is a kind of interim owner. I mean, they could be here for seven, eight years. You just don't know. But um, my gut feeling is that they'll be the kind of the middle owner between the really amazing or better one or the more more fitting one for wherever we are. But at the moment, we need somebody who's going to stabilise this and do all the boring stuff, like I said earlier. And their objective is to come in get us at a really cheap price which is exactly where we are they have a target set in mind of where they want to get to us with a value for that to be achieved we have to improve on the pitch rapidly okay maybe not rapidly but massively so you know ultimately as fans if you think uh, a new owner is coming in and they're going to improve the team hopefully maybe spend a little bit of money on the stadium that would be absolutely lovely much needed you think that's kind of a win-win, really, James, wouldn't you? I mean, you kind of want those things to happen, don't you? If you take away the word hedge fund and you just take away someone's going to spend money and make your team better then sell you for more money and get maybe a better owner in, you think, I'll take that. Yeah, I think anybody who was expecting the, the next owner coming in to be the sort of perfect long-term owner, I think, was possibly kidding themselves. I mean, we're not an attractive proposition to buy. We're looking very likely to be a League Two team um, next season. They can't invest to make the squad considerably better until 2025. So, I mean, the list of people that were going to be genuinely interested is going to be short anyway. Um, you know, Mike Ashley's been made out to be the kind of saviour, but he was going to do it as cheaply as possible and kind of run us at a bare minimum, which I don't think fans in any other sort of period of the club's existence would be content with. It's only because we're at such a low ebb that, you know, we're taking anything we can get. Um, so all this lot need to do is come in, pay the bills on time, pay the wages, um, you know, offer relatively decent contracts to be able to offer some good free agents. And I don't think it's too difficult to turn this ship back to at least competing at the top end of League One to get back into the championship. We should be next season, if the worst happens, in the best possible position to go back up from League Two. And then you're back in League One. I don't think you're going to need that many sort of more players. We can't spend on on fees or anything anyway. I don't think it's an entirely sort of too tough an ask to get this team back up, sort of in heading in the right direction, um, sort of back up towards League One Championship sort of 
um, Rotherham type kind of clubs. I don't I don't think we're too far off that. And if they can achieve that on on a cheap and sell us when we're a, a Championship club for more money, then they've done what they set out to achieve, and, and we've done what we wanted to achieve. Yeah, I I don't disagree there. I'd say do some questions that we've been sent in, or like not really questions, thoughts on uh, reactions to what the news from James earlier. There's one from Chris Scott. Got to be pleased the die era is coming to an end. Ask questions or be suspicious. Yes, but zero point in being negative about new owners taking us over from the worst owner the Football League has ever seen. I think some are forgetting that. I can't disagree with any of that, Alex. No, it's actually the tweet I read earlier on when I started my uh, my opinion because it kind of mirrors exactly what I think. Um, it, you know, you can be suspicious or cautious about whoever comes in, but realistically, we've all wanted Dion to leave for you know months, if not years. Some people now, you, you kind of have to take take the um, you know take the good points as well as the bad points here. It's like the, there is good points for somebody taking over so um yeah i understand people's concerns but definitely there's a lot to be kind of pleased about if die is completely out of the picture and, and gone from the club so um yeah I, I get definitely agree with that one um there's obviously the the link which we haven't yet discussed um mm. with uh talal al hamad at Geneva, um which i think that is what is putting people off of this one a lot james um i mean certainly it's obviously the name which people have you know first sprung to because he's got the link with them and i think he's a, a partner associate part general partner um mm. at the firm so that's kind of the link that has put a pe lot of people off i guess the concern is is he going to be a involved um and then b is the same thing going to happen to us as, as it happened to wigan um, I do think it's probably key for people to realise that, you know, Wigan was a different funding group and it wasn't his money. So it is a different situation. Do you, do you have any kind of indication, James, as to kind of whether he would be involved at all or whether it's uh, kind of he takes a back seat and get they get somebody else to come in and run the club? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder.
Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And that's a key question that we all want the answer to, isn't it, really? Um, that's a big link. As you say, um, you know, he was chairman at Wigan. Uh, I think he started out actually relatively popular. I think he did quite a bit right at the very beginning to sort of interact with the community and, and everything. And, um, you know, it all went a bit pear-shaped when, when the, eventually the funds ran out. But, I mean, for, for, we, we haven't got confirmation if he is or isn't going to be involved or to what extent he will or will not be involved. Um, but I think if he's going to do a similar thing to Wigan, then all he's going to do is be chairman, which is, let's face it, not a million miles off from what Dayong Pang's role is. And, I mean, he's hardly been, been the best in, in that position either. So I don't think we can complain sort of too much. It's it won't be too dissimilar. It's essentially a face for the money, right? Yeah. Whereas at the minute we've got Dayong Pang, who is a face for the money without actually being the face, right? Because he, he doesn't do anything, he doesn't say anything. So you saw Dayong Pang, you might as well not be there. And the average Reading fan would have no idea what he looks like, would they? No. Um, so, I mean, if you've got someone who's going to come in at the, at the very least, if he's going to, if he is going to be involved and be that kind of like, you know, face of the money for them. If he's going to at least communicate with people, that's a you know a big step up. And um, I saw Paul that obviously Star have had communications with uh, Ginevra since they kind of put their put their interest out there. So it's a it's a start that they're at least communicating with fans compared to what we've got now, at least. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I tweeted this, and you know it's it's fine. I understand why some people disagree with uh, things. I get that completely. Nobody knows anything for certain. You know, I don't think even the club know exactly what is happening uh, right until it's signed, do they? So I, I look at the conversations that they've had with Star, which is, I think, a positive. After six years of nothing from Die Young, absolutely no interaction with any fans of any kind, nothing on the site, no videos. People say, oh, it doesn't matter if we're winning, but we haven't been fucking winning, have we? We've just been going worse and worse. So I really feel that whoever comes in has to have that, you know, a little bit of interaction with the fans and show show their face, have conversations. This does not mean they will be a great owner. Anton Zingarevich did all of this. So let's not pretend that you know, that means it's going to be a golden romance and we're all going to be like in the Premier League and saying, oh, Champions League party's coming. But you can't have no conversations and no interactions with the fan base because it just causes discontent over a massive period. And when it starts to go wrong, it just magnifies everything. I mean, what do you think, James? I mean, I, I really think that it's a positive sign, but it could also be a PR thing. We just don't know, do we? No, we don't know. We need to know more details. Obviously, it's uh, um, not ideal, um, you know, to whatever level he would or, w- or wouldn't be involved. It's it's the, it's the main concern, I think, that most supporters have. Um, and if his name wasn't being banded around, I don't think anybody would really have too many complaints. Um, 
but you know, to any ownership takeover, you're going to have plus points and negative points, and there's always a risk and there's always fear with new takeovers. Um, but they've got such an incredibly low bar to try and meet that um, you know you've got to have a little bit of hope that they're if, if they're not better, they're at least sort of on par um, and, and not worse, which you know would be some doing. The bar is so low; it's actually in Australia. <laughs> it's, it's it's insane. It's insanely low. I mean, the thing is about the, um, and we're talking about Talao, and I totally understand people's concerns and links, and maybe that would be clarified situation once, obviously, there's only exclusivity because we haven't even completely got that signed off yet. Very close, though. But I just look at people, lots of people are saying they want to have Redbird, which I also understand as well, but that's another private investment firm. So, you know, I, I get people's concern about hedge funds, but it's just another one in a different world. And you could say, yeah, Redbird have had experience in football. I can't disagree with that. That is a very fair point. I'm just saying it's not always going to be, you know, the, the ideal thing like James Sings says. We're bottom of League One. We have to be realistic, Alex, don't we? Yeah. And I mean, you know, it would be great if there was a local business person out there who wanted to come in and spend whatever it is, 30, 50 million pounds to buy Red in, buy the stadium and put in five million pounds every year of their own money and pushes up the championship and then the Premier League and so on and so forth. But the people who are going to do that are there in it for their own ego. And no one's going to be in it for their own ego when we're at the bottom of League One because there's no ego to be had ultimately owning a football club when you're when you're at that point. You know, the reason that Dai Young bought us and Zingarevich bought us ultimately, and even Medeski to an extent, is for ego and for recognition right um that nobody's coming in when you're at the bottom of league one to to do that and to to you know try and save you when you've got to put in millions of pounds a year potentially to do that um and you've got no guarantee as to where your money's going to go or whether it's even going to be able to to really give you what you want from it so um yeah it's you you kind of have to i guess face realism a little bit with with who the ownership could be when they come in and realize that i guess the choices are limited in terms of who we might get um i know you said exclusivity isn't done yet james but do you know what kind of time period we'd be looking at once anything does get signed for exclusivity in terms of how long it would be from you know that happening until the club actually puts something on their website saying that we've been sold and we have new owners the aim is in time for january I believe. Um, so I think they've given themselves December um, to get things sorted. It could be just after that, but um, you know, I think they're really trying to push push it through um, to sort of be as quickly as possible. Um, obviously, you've got the EFL checks to go through and, and whatever else, but um, I think the EFL have been pretty good with Reading and that they're kind of helping before anything goes through on paper. Uh, I think you kind of get a steer roughly sort of a yes or a no very briefly without looking too deep into it before you get that far. Um, so the fact that it's got this far would possibly suggest uh, that they shouldn't have too many issues getting through the tests. Um, that's all sort of hypothetical in, in my thinking. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I think by by January, I think in a, in a perfect world, I think it all is wrapped up with Geneva or, you know, with somebody else. I'm going to hold you to that one, James. <laughs> it hasn't happened by january i'm going to come back to you and ask you what's going on 
let's do this one as well from uh sorry because a lot of people are disappointed it's probably not going to be uh mike ashley so i've got this one from tim milken i get the clamor for ashley he's what we need but would likely lowball die with his offer in brackets is what he does guys only selling to the highest bidder not what's best for the club unfortunately I mean, Mike Ashley, this is what he does. It's admin, isn't he? He's we we all know we all know that Mike Ashley was wanted to buy the club on the oh not no. We all presumed that Mike Ashley would only ever have wanted to buy Reading on the cheap, right? There's no there's there wasn't a case where he was wanting to come in and potentially spend, you know, Geneva Genev, have offered or had offered forty million pounds um according to the reports. It seems very unlikely that he was coming in to offer forty million pounds to die. I, I, just on the basis of you, you can look at what he's put into clubs in the past, and his history just doesn't suggest he's going to do that. Mm. Uh, when he owned when he owned the the minority at Rangers, he wanted to take out a loan against Ibrox for ten million pounds to put into the club, it, and Rangers fans, you know, disliked him, hating him for that. Obviously, wasn't well liked at Newcastle. Tried to, I mean, he now owns the Coventry City Stadium and wanted to then try and move them out because they weren't going to agree to the rent. There's, you know, there's got there is negatives to Mike Ashley as well out there. Unfortunately, um, I understand people's disappointment because clearly he does have the reputation of he's owned a club in the Premier League and ultimately they have moved on and become more successful. But um, there's no guarantee he would have come here and it all been, you know smelling of roses no no definitely not i mean very rarely has that been the case in reading since uh a certain man uh sold it to uh anton zingarevich basically it being a downward spiral but i am not going to get into that because that will go on forever let's read out a few more of your uh initial thoughts on this one here from robert hamburg Skeptical is skeptical. I can't even speak. It's impossible to find out how Mount find out much about them, but we'll give them a chance to listen to their intentions for the club. They can't be worse than die. I mean, we really, really hope that, Robert, don't we? We really do. But honestly, I don't think they can. But who knows? That might be clipped in 12 months' time and on uh, some site somewhere. Another one from Sue Symes. We know Geneva had two bids rejected. They clearly want Reading. Feels like there must be some passion or, I hope, strategy. Sounds a good thing, potentially. Scary bit is there doesn't appear to be a person with a personality. Brackets SGM. But as we know, a person can be rotten too. Die young. I mean, it's a mixed bag of um, uh, reaction, isn't it? Which, which is, you know, totally uh, understandable. A last one here from Neil reasonably content but not going to panic as none of us know anything about their intentions yet far too early to dismiss them either someone undoubtedly shoot them down hoping to be proven right however that's probably true as well isn't it alex yeah i mean it's really difficult obviously with owners and this is one of the things with um which the efl obviously have to contend with is an ownership or an ownership group or an owner can come in and you know have the best intentions to begin with and then in 12 months time things can be completely different and they'd have no money and don't want to put any money into the club um it's it's not straightforward to to know what to think of anybody who wants to buy a football club outright 
up front because you don't know what their intentions are long term. Um, and also, also their you know, financial world can change as well. Exactly. And you, you don't, you're yeah. not going to know that maybe until two years down the line of them owning the club or three years down the line. You've got no idea what, you know, what that long term looks like or. Um, so it's a, it's it's definitely understandable to kind of like be fairly cautious about it, I think. We're going to finish this off with talking about the magnificent, absolute toss, Wankstein, that is Die Young. And his charge, an independent hearing as well, coming up, James. I mean, when exactly is this coming up? I believe it's this week. Um, not had official confirmation, but yeah, I think it's um, some point this week or next week. Um, so, yeah, you know, the big, the big, the big day. He won't turn up, will he? He'll send someone else. He'll send, uh, he'll send Pang, won't he? Well, would he send Pang? Will Pang turn up? Somebody <laughs> no, else probably instead? not. He, he, and even he, if Pang does nice turn up, he won't tell nice the bad news. The <laughs> he'll get a yeah. nice letter in the post telling him he's been fined, probably. Um, yeah. Although there was the, there was that line in the... was it? I think it was in The Athletic about... Or, or The Telegraph about the fact that they, they could potentially ban him. And I was very confused by that mm. because I'm not sure what they could possibly be banning him from. Um, and that seems extremely, you know, unlikely for for this. But uh, I think he's probably just going to ultimately get, you know, find another £10,000 because that's all that the all they seem to be able to do, right? And uh, then they'll move on when they don't, they don't get any check in the post from him. Fines and point deductions. About it. Yeah, that's just five minutes at his casino, isn't it, really? It's no, it makes no difference to him how much money he's going to get fined. But yeah, we're going to wrap this up on hopefully looking back at some point as a positive podcast about a magnificent new owners that have come in, transformed the club in a year's time. We'll look back and go, yes, that was the moment it all changed. Yeah, I'm also not fully, fully fully content that that is going to be the case but we will see we will see thanks for listening and if you've enjoyed it give us a five-star rating on apple or spotify up the fucking ding